were listening to Satellite Sisters. Not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation can. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. Welcome to our first Satellite Sisters of 2017. I'm joined by two of my big sisters, Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. Happy 2017, Julie. Hi, Leanne. I'm so happy to be with you. You know, I'm here. I, I got on the Clemson bandwagon very early this morning. Of course, I didn't stay up to watch the national championship, but saw that they that they won in the last second. So go Tigers. Uh, happy to be here with 2017. All right. We're going to talk about college football later in the show. We got a lot to cover this show. Liz Dolan is joining us from Santa Monica, California. Liz, you have a couple of uh, happy announcements and some not so happy ones. But first off, our big Satellite Sisters get together, right? I wanted to start 2017 with a bang, and by announcing that on April 22nd, all five Satellite Sisters will, will be together for an appearance at the Santa Monica Public Library here in my hometown of Santa Monica, California. The public library here is beautiful, and that's a Saturday, so 2 p.m. Saturday afternoon. We're going to... We're going to put something together, right? We haven't really talked about what it's going to be. Well, we'll but we have a few months to fi- figure out what that is. Right. But, Sheila uh, and Monica will be in the house. Uh, yes. Julie, you're coming in from Dallas. Liz, yes. uh, I, I may have to fly in from Pasadena, depending upon the traffic. Um, it's a totally free event, we should say. Other people may yeah. charge, not us. Free. We're going to be talking about You're the Best, a Celebration of Friendship, our book, yeah. a collection of essays on the importance of female friendships, but really almost anything else. And we are trying to put together a couple of special events around it. And by, and by trying to put together, we've had two conversations and no action. But um, <laughs> Right. So, well, in 2016, we weren't trying that hard. No. But now that it's 2017, it's, we're going to give it the college try and the spirit, this channel the spirit of those Clemson Tigers. And we're going we're gonna to get this done. So we're going to plan some kind of meetup for immediately following the library event. Right there in that neighborhood in Santa Monica, we'll find some kind of, like, bar, restaurant, tea house, whatever it is, where uh, we can, as a group, rendezvous for a no-host meetup. So uh, we're working on that. We also wanted to mention, for those of you who are huge book fans, that this weekend also happens to be the weekend of the fantastic LA Times Festival of Books. That is really an amazing event. It's an amazing event. Yes. So if even if you are not in LA, but you're sort of tempted to come see all five satellite yeah. sisters, that may be the thing that pushes you over over the edge there because it's it's a fabulous event. So many authors, and you can you know it's on the campus of UCLA. You know you need to see that campus. Yes. Well, they've and moved it to USC. USC. It's at oh, USC, USC now. Oh, all right. Okay. Which is- Another fabulous campus, which you should see as well. Um, uh, but so that's, oh, that's good to know. Yeah. And by the way, not only is the USC from Santa Monica, now that we've got a little public transpo going here in Santa Monica, California, you can take the new expo line from downtown Santa Monica directly to the USC campus if you want to uh, go to the LA Times Festival of Books. What we would suggest is that you enjoy Saturday in Santa Monica and then on Sunday go to the book fair. Um, that would just be our suggestion. 
but we're not in charge of you. We are. Our not- event is Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Our event yes. is Saturday afternoon. We're Saturday at two. So you probably can't go to the book fairy and come out, whatever. Uh, So, uh, but as Leanne keeps saying, we're not travel agents. We're going to make a series of suggestions. (laughs) We may, however, talk to a travel agent to see if we can find some kind of headquarters hotel here in Santa Monica. Again, we will not be booking you. We will not (laughs) be doing that, but we might, you know, in a few, few weeks, you might get more info from us about where where we think the hub should be in Santa Monica and maybe this travel agent can get us a special rate or something. Not making any promises, just it's on the to-do list for 2017. That's right. So the date for our event is April 22nd, Saturday, April 22nd. So if you're making plans for a spring break, we we timed it as best as we could, not around Easter, sort of around spring breaks, before graduation season. So we, we tried to think as many things through, and it was also based on the availability of Santa Monica Public Library. But we are happy to be there, and Julie, Liz, Sheila, Monica, Leanne will all be there. Uh, yes. So that's the good news, April 22nd, which, by the way, I totally forgot is my husband's birthday. So once again, just, <laughs> okay, so we, that, can, we can do a family party too, Leanne. Okay. When that date came up, I was like, oh, that is so familiar. Why is that familiar? <laughs> well, maybe you and your husband could like spend the night at a nice hotel in Santa Monica. Maybe okay, Liz, you're not Liz, in charge of Leanne's life. You're not in so charge of me like, either. Liz, you're not in charge of me either. So okay. That's All right, what well, he that's wants the- to do for his birthday is come and spend the night with a lot of Satellite Sisters fans. <laughs> That's exactly okay. You're right. Yeah, right. There's a there's a reason I'm not married. I don't. I'm not. I'm not good at these. He's kinds very of things. supportive, but maybe not that supportive. Maybe that's <laughs> bridge too far. Oh, uh, right. So that is our very happy news for uh, for 2017. My very sad news for 2017 is that um, yesterday I lost my little dog, Ferris. Oh, Liz. Liz. Everyone's so sad. Ferris. I know. I'm so sad, too. He was such an awesome dog. He was just the perfect dog for you. From the second you brought him home, he was your, your kind of dog. He was, he was devoted to you, Liz. I mean, he liked everybody else. But mm-hmm. there, he had that special connection, and he was all about Liz, you know. And it was that's great. what dogs do, though. That's why we love them so much. That's what they're, that's what they're trained to be is just super loyal. And you know, he he certainly was. So the I posted on my Facebook page at the end of the day yesterday, and I said that I was feeling grateful because really, you know, I'm super sad and yeah. Every every time I look at the place on the floor where he would sit, oh. I start to cry. But oh. there, so there's that. Um, but then, like, I'm just really grateful for a few things. One is that I really did, and many people mentioned this on my Facebook page, like, I really had the whole last six months of morning, noon, and night to just hang with Ferris. Like, yeah. that was one one very positive benefit of quitting your job is that you just become, like, full-time dog parent. And, <laughs> you know, he was old. He was probably 15, hard to say yeah. for sure, because he was a rescue, but old. And we had um, a lot of quality time over many years, but particularly the last six months uh, was very intense. So I was uh, very happy that we had this time together. I also was very grateful that that he picked me. You know, I had never had a dog before. Right. And the when I decided I wanted a dog, <laughs> I was like, you know, spending most evenings at PetFinder.com. 
And I remember Sheila hassling me that if I was putting the same amount of energy into finding a boyfriend, I might actually find one. But no, I put it into finding Ferris. And I saw him online and I went to the uh, pet adoption fair where he was. And, you know, I know you guys know this story, but like I went, so I went to this, it was at one of those Sentinella pet food stores. And uh, I went there and his cage, he was already named Ferris, by the way. So a dog who already came with an awesome name. Um, I didn't have to rebrand him or anything. And so I saw the cage with his name on it and it was empty. And I was like, oh, did somebody already adopt Ferris? And they said, no, no, he's sitting down over there. That woman got here before you, but you can just go over and say hello. So I went over and I sat down on the floor in the um, in the pet store and he Ferris immediately ditched her and not only came over to me, but like sat in my lap facing me put his two front paws up on my two shoulders and put his nose to my nose. Oh, like, like if, if dogs oh. could talk, he would have been saying, <laughs> I am your dog, you know? And uh, he totally was like from that moment, even the other woman there was like, wow, he didn't do that for me. I'm like, yeah, cause he's, my, cause he's my dog. Yeah. Luckily she also flunked the dog ownership qualification oh. test. <laughs> that the rescue organization had. So that's my, the third thing I'm grateful for is the Bill Foundation was the name of this dog rescue organization that was hosting the the fair. And they were the people, uh, you know, they're one of those many great rescue organizations that go into shelters and pull out the dogs that they think are, are adoptable. And so I'm grateful for, to them for doing that good work, but also that they did flunk this woman who had dibs on Ferris because they, and I was sitting right there, they gave her the, the interview. And the first thing they noticed on her interview is that she had had a lot of previous dogs. Oh, so they're very suspicious of that because it means you know, something bad is happening to your dogs. So as she started to explain all the various ways she had lost her previous dogs, I could see the interviewer, Joe Foreman, who runs the Bill Foundation, like literally tuned out after two minutes. So I was like, <laughs> when, when when I heard her say you that. You saw that you were winning that day. Oh, totally. Okay. Like she was so flunking this interview. I, anyway, so... Um, so I wrote the Bill Foundation. Yesterday, I wasn't quite sure what to do with myself. So I, I wrote them a little letter. Oh, that's nice. Liz, She's that's telling nice. them how happy they had made me and that oh. I feel like I had really lived up to my end of the bargain and that Ferris had a very happy life. So um, so that was really nice. So that's so now, I mean, I'm... I can now. What do I do with myself, sisters? Because yeah. I got, it really opens up a lot of time. In it is. Day. It is time. a hole in your heart and in your day when you lose a lose a pet like yeah. this. Yeah. Yep. So I've got uh, got no job. Um, <laughs> I've got no dog, and 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 don't watch TV news anymore. Uh, <laughs> you should write a novel. I mean, seriously. I should do something productive. Plan to, to swim the English Channel. I think you're. I think you. Well, that's exactly my approach to 2017. I need to like. If you ever wanted a blank piece of paper, I have it. Right, like the decks have been cleared, in some positive ways and some negative ways. So I just need to take command of my day. 
right? I just need to be productive for a little bit of time every single day. I'm just not sure where to direct that energy uh, in the positive sense. But in the negative sense, I know that I the productivity for me, one of the main things I'm going to do is I'm just going to stay off the internet until noon every day. That's one of my new goals. The, it just is a time suck. And yeah. it's just, you get up in the morning and you start messing around. The next thing I like, if you don't have to get up and go to your job, you can really burn a lot of time doing that. So I'm going to, here's what I'm going to try to get up every morning and get going. As mom would say, get up and get going, get out of the house and go do whatever exercise or outdoor activity I want to do every day. Just get that done in the morning, then come back. And then now, of course, I have several actual paper, paper newspapers arriving at my door every day. So then there will be the newspaper reading portion of the late morning. And then by noonish, I will uh, figure out what I want to do that is productive. So open to suggestions. Um, well, you're going to be like one of those people that like is going to, you know, hangs out in the library, you know, sure. goes, yeah. goes to Starbucks. Yeah, you maybe know. there's a volunteer opportunity. Give it a week yeah. or two. Don't rush into yeah. anything. Yeah, I, I would say oh, this. Oh, I'm told, yeah. Keep walking. As someone yeah. who has lost two dogs and then promptly gained like 10 pounds literally the next year after I lost my first German Shepherd and then my second, like you don't realize how much incidental movement and walking you've been doing with Ferris, even though he's older. And so yeah. it's just really easy to then not take that walk at eight o'clock at night, not take that walk and whew, the pounds can add up. So that's what I yeah. would say. Now, I don't mean to <laughs> okay. freak you out, but just keep moving. Like just keep okay. walking. Yeah. Don't, don't do what I do. Learn from my mistakes. Liz, so. there is a reason that all the things have lined up this way. Right. And your future right. is going to be revealed to you. I know okay. that. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did I did one productive thing yesterday, so that was good. I had already had a hair appointment for the afternoon. So then I wasn't sure whether I should go do it. It just seemed like, I don't know, it just seemed like the wrong thing to do. And you also don't want to be sitting in your hairdresser's chair just blubbering. Sobbing, right. right yes. Right. So, but I was talking to my friend Mary. And Mary happened to be here Sunday night. We were watching the Golden Globes together. And, like, I knew Sunday night that, like, Monday morning that, that was going to – I mean, I knew we were at that moment. So I was I was telling Mary that. So she's the only one that really knew uh, in advance. So then the yesterday in the middle of the day, she called me just to make sure I was okay. And I, I put this to her. I'm like, I have this hair appointment. And it just seems – I don't know. It seems kind of – trivial to to go get my haircut this afternoon and she said well i'm going to quote something your sister leon said to me uh <laughs> mary lost her husband last summer due to cancer and right before christmas apparently leon she emailed you and was looking for a new hairdresser in the pasadena area yes because she lives out in your part of town so she said i wrote to leon just for a hairdresser recommendation. And Leanne wrote me a very sweet note back saying she was aware that it was the holidays and that this must be a very hard time for me, but that she really believed in the healing power of a new haircut. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So I took that to heart yesterday, Leanne, and I went for the healing power of a new haircut. I had seen 
Kristen Wiig on the Golden Globes uh, Sunday night. She looked she had, fabulous. She looked really, really good. She had that really adorable good. short haircut. My hair yeah. was completely out of control. So I now have a new sort of modified Kristen Wiig. And, you know, it's not going to heal the hole in my heart, um, yeah. the dog-shaped hole. Um, but it did make me feel, like, a little bit better. So so that's what I did yesterday. And now I just got to... Got to move on. So that's, uh, I think, oh, 27. Sorry, I was just Googling Kristen Wiig Golden Globes because I didn't watch the Golden Globes. And, oh, yeah, that's oh. a great haircut. Yeah. 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 Oh, I mean, I'll just say it looks better on her than it does on me. <laughs> but, you know, it's still <laughs> headed, headed in the right direction for me. So I feel like 2017, uh, it's wide open. So I just want to really make the most of it. I have, like, the universe has told me, here you go. Here right. you go. Uh-huh. So yeah. I got to go. I don't know where, though. Yeah. But That's I, okay. I, will, I would say don't I, go to a dog adoption place today. That's what yeah, I would say. Enough. Give yourself some time to mourn the dog. So, I, I think that just yeah. the get up and get going thing, yeah. that's as far as you need to go. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You'll find something. You'll find something, yeah. Liz. You'll find something. It You'll will be revealed thing. to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank so. you. Thank you, sisters. I'm I'm waiting. So, well, I, Liz and Lean, I have been working on my theme for 2017. No, I never used to do that, have New Year's resolutions or have a theme. But ever since we started doing the show and the podcast, I feel obliged to come up with the theme because we usually talk about it on the show <laughs> yeah. at the beginning of the year. So I have, I have given this a lot of consideration and, um, and a lot of thought. And so my theme for this year is do more for others. That's my theme. Others okay. are in my family, in my community, in my world. Okay. So, uh, and I told my husband that that was my theme and he's like, oh, great. Uh, can you go get my car washed for me? <laughs> and it's literally what he said. And I was thinking like mother Teresa do more for others. And he was thinking like, oh, good. She can take the garbage out now at night. So, so then I had to go back and I had to amend my theme. So it is now do more for others in 2017. So I'm going to do more for others for one year. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Just that's see it. how that goes. See, see how that that's all. That's, that's, but that's it. It's only one year. So, so just keep that in mind, Liz. If there's something you, Leanne, if there's something you want me to do. Okay. One year. <laughs> okay. And I would was, say you already do a lot for others. So no, I feel but, like I can do more for others. Okay. This is, you know, this is for one part year. of the empty, empty nester thing. You yeah. know, there are per- certain points in your life when you're like way too busy, when you're like, you have young children, right. you're working mom, you cannot even breathe. You don't have time for yourself. Right. Okay. But I'm, I'm an empty nester. Okay. I can do more for others and I'm, I'm healthy. I'm strong. I'm going to do more for others. So if it means getting the car washed and taking out the garbage, I'm going to start there, but I'm going to do other things too. And so just keep that in mind, sisters. Okay. Okay. Liz, there may be something you want me to do. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to work on that list. That's good. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting rave reviews. Leon, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. 
Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay. And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you, it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, <laughs> because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would you like to share? Would you like to? I know. I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids. And one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the Framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, rate or gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? <laughs> That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. All right. Well, I have always done this theme thing, and I usually write about it, and people have been keeping up and asking me about my theme. So this was a tough year. I had to really sort of sort through a lot of things, including, you know, get up off the couch. That was one theme I rejected. (laughs) That's productive though. That's very basic. Seemed like not a big idea, but um, okay. So here's my theme for 2017, keeping it real. 
All right. Keeping it real is my theme because I realized that I was living in a lot of places like online, in the media, you know, going from news to this to that. And it was not necessarily a world that was full of rich interactions with other people or experiences. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt like it was my duty to keep up on all those things because I do have a job that requires me to write and talk about all those things. And it seemed like a great idea. But I reached the end of 2016 pretty disillusioned with that world. And I thought, (laughs) what do I want? I want actually more interaction, more experiences, turning off the TV, reading a book, watching a documentary instead of a bad TV show, you know, having conversations with people, walking my dog. So keeping it real is my theme for 2017. And I like it. Yeah. I like it. So the other night, like for instance, Sunday night, I was started to watch the Golden Globes. Not a Jimmy Fallon fan, quickly disappointed. And, uh, and the, my son came over. I had made beef stew. Let's turn off the TV. We had a family dinner. I was like, there we go. Keeping it real. 2017. So, <laughs> so that's my thing. Keeping it real. I like that. A yeah. lot of human interaction. Like, yeah. That's, that's the way to do it, I think, for me. So I even looked up the dictionary in Urban Dictionary, which I never do. But keeping it real, they have staying true to yourself, your faith, your life, and constantly seeking the truth. There you go. I need to do a little oh. more truth seeking. Yeah. Okay. So, so there you go. That's my theme for 2017. Uh, I like it. So Liz, keep it real. Just keep it real yeah. there. Do what you need to do. Do do more for others. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. We have a full show uh, coming up. We're going to talk about college football. Julie has news from Russia always. Liz has quite possibly the worst team building exercise ever. We oh, the are- worst, Leanne. It's not even a quite possibly scenario. <laughs> this is the worst thing ever. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. One of our themes this week has been Mongolian horses. If you listen to Madam Secretary, we have a Mongolian horse update. And then Julie has food trends for 2017. But first, a word from our sponsor, Lola. Stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters. Hi, Satellite Sisterhood. It's Leanne. Uh, and we're back. Uh, Leanne's been dying to talk about college football since the <laughs> moment we turned on our microphones today. We know Julie is late to the Clemson Tiger party. But Leanne, okay, what's your deal on college football? No. Well, if anything, Liz, this fall season has proven to me once and for all that we should just pay those college football players. Okay, you look at the whole bowl setup now. We have the playoffs. There is so much money in college football, and everybody is reaping a benefit except these players. And now they have to play an extra game. They're getting hit. We all know what the implications of that can be down the line. Some of them are playing as seniors, and they're getting injured, and they're losing their opportunity at a big NFL paycheck. And I have to say, it has just suck the fun out of bowl season for me, you know, because you look at everybody's making money except the players. Mm -hmm. I just Mm -hmm. can't stand it. I can't stand it. Mm -hmm. And that, it doesn't seem fair, you know, and it's been that way for a long time. A hundred years ago, Leanne and Liz, I, when I was at Penn state in grad school and grad school, I used to tutor some of the football players at uh, Penn state. Uh, And, and even then I knew it was like, why aren't these guys receiving, you know, professional stipends because of how 
the you know the commitment they have to make to this supposedly you know college sport uh, that you know is you know is it's not it's not it's not supposed to be the center of their universe, but clearly it is. Right. Right. You know, the time commitment. Uh, the stakes are so much higher, just as you said, Leon, because they hit so hard, they could get injured. Um, they should be compensated for it. I mean, and then it would be above board. Why should the coaches of these teams all be making multi-million dollar contracts? You know, why should? Why well, and this, everybody else on the field is getting paid. I think the players should be paid. Yeah, I, I, there's just a way to figure it out, you know. And it's not the same if you're a college fencer as if you're a college football player, because you know what? Not like a million people aren't making a million dollars off of college fencing. So there's just got to be a way to do it. And I think it's just if I had to read one more article about Nick Saban, the coach of Alabama, I might have gone <laughs> out of my mind. But he sort of represents the worst of it all. I mean, he himself makes $7 million. You know, Alabama, they are allowed by the NCAA to have nine coaches and four graduate assistants in addition to the head coach. So they have that. And then he's also worked a system where he has nine high-paid consultants including that Steve Sarkeesian who was on the sideline who just seems to keep failing up and, you know, right. all of a sudden became the offensive coordinator when Lane Kiffin, another guy that just seems to see failing up, took a head coaching job somewhere. And that doesn't even include, like, if you start, if you dig deep and you look into the tax codes and how much money there's, you know, selling the skyboxes for and the TV rights and the corporate sponsorships that are all underwritten, like, Everybody is either making money or taking a huge write-off on this stuff. Federal funds are involved in a lot of these football programs. They get, you know, funds to upgrade the fields and stuff like that. It just, it sucks the fun out of it for me. And there were some great games, which is another reason why you're like, you know, this is enjoyable. But if one more person said, you know, Nick Saban runs his program like a pro program, well, yeah, except the guys aren't getting paid. And I just, Mm -hmm. they are really putting themselves on the line. So... I'm just, I've advocated for some figuring out how to pay the players, football, basketball. These are, these are the sports that get a huge revenue, but particularly football because of the health implications. There's just got to be some way to figure this out because it, it did suck the fun out of it for me. Even though that was a very exciting game and the Rose Bowl was an exciting game, I just, I feel bad. I feel bad for the guys. They should be paid. Okay, Leon for commish. That's what I say. <laughs> no, that there would needs be the to worst. Be some kind of commissioner of fair allocation of the profits. I, right. Uh, like, I'm for that. I'm totally with you. It seems like such an anachronism that everyone but, but the athletes is getting paid at this right. point. It's, it's just it's, it's like it's everyone's just... pretending that this is college sports. But it's and not. And it's not. It's just yeah. not. I mean, we did it with the Olympics. I right. mean, it used, that used to be that you had to be an amateur. And, and But they have gracefully, and in most cases, we've now transitioned that these are professional athletes that come to compete. It hasn't diminished the quality of the athletic competition. And we should just compensate these guys, too. Right. And I think if the salaries for these coaches, even the the people who run the quote nonprofit bowl organizations, you know, they make 40 million, they bring in $40 million a year. Those guys are all making a million dollars a year, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's just, it it just seems incredibly wrong. And it's not, I mean, the players, they're also paying out of their own pocket. They have to feed themselves and house themselves. The NCAA has such anachronistic rules about that. That's not, the, the balance is way off. It's way off. All right. I'm okay. Done. Well, let's get it real. <laughs> okay. <laughs> keeping it real from tampons to college football. We're keeping it real. <laughs> you can do it all. I like it. <laughs>
Okay, well, well, sisters, while we were on break, there was a lot of news about one of uh, a, a country that I, we know something about, Russia, Russia, Russia. Oh, really? Uh, huh, and it really? was confirmed. I mean, although you heard it here first yes. at Satellite Sisters. Yep. Can I say that? Yes. I think any longtime Satellite Sister listener was not the least bit surprised with um, the, debri- the briefing uh, by the CIA, FBI, that in fact the Russians were behind Putin in particular was behind the hacking of the DNC, okay? That we're not surprised. I mean, Julie, for years you've been saying on Satellite Sisters that nothing happens in Russia without the Kremlin knowing and nothing happens at the Kremlin without Putin knowing. So you're right. We already knew this. I'm glad that the CIA and the NSA are on the case now, but we knew this at Satellite Sisters. So we know that. that It's well established that what happened. That that is now a fact, and I'm... but no surprise. Okay, I think the big question now that we've got to ask ourselves is, do we think or do you think the Russians wanted us to find their hacking trail? Okay, you see what I'm saying? You got to go deep no. with spies, okay? No. Meaning that they hacked into the DNC. And and uh, we already know that the DNC maybe didn't have the sort of security protocol that we'd like to see. In fact, I think the security protocol of the DNC seemed weaker than our sister Sheila's security <laughs> protocol, which is her password is Snoopy, if you want to... <laughs> Right. If you want to hack it, if you, you want to hack it, I think Snoopy. now it's like Snoopy too. <laughs> okay. okay, that's good. So, so, uh, so it wasn't really that hard, but maybe the the Russians deliberately wanted us to know that they were hack that they could hack into the DNC. You see what I mean? They didn't want it. It wasn't like we uncovered them. They left clues to be uncovered by the Americans. So uh-huh. it's you know you have Why to really go that. Deep. You have to go deep on the spy stuff, Liz and Leanne. So I just we have to consider that that this is in fact what they wanted to happen because it has created so much alarm, confusion, disruption um, uh, in our country, and it's something that's going to have to be addressed, no doubt. Uh, the mm-hmm. third thing is that I just uh, in in the keeping it real department, I just want to go on record that my son. Uh, your nephew was actually involved in the Russian mis or disinformation system. If you think back when, when our really, son, yes, wow. when my son Nick lived in Russia, his job he worked for the Russian news agency, which was Re, which is Ria Novosti. That's the name of the agency, and his job at the agency was the Russian reporters, journalists would write stories. And they would also attempt to translate them into English and then post them on their website. And my son was an editor working on their the Ria Novosti's, you know, website to edit all the English news stories that the Russian journalists had written. So, but as he tells that they would have a meeting every Monday morning to decide what the news of the week was going to be. That's how it works in Russia. (laughs) That literally they would go in, they'd have a staff meeting, and they would decide all the stories that were going to be, uh, that were going to be news in Russia. The Russian journalists would write them. My son would help with the translation and posting on the website. So he's been involved in the misinformation, disinformation of the Russian government. So this is a dramatic, dramatic uh, revelation, Julie. We always just assumed he was a spy. (laughs) No, 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 no. He was he he was. No. Well, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? He could have been involved in. But this was his kind of double agent. 
double agent kind of stuff. But this was his daytime job. Yes, that he was involved in that. So uh, we should be grateful that we have real journalists in this country that actually uncover news rather than to have a government that decides what the news is every week and puts puts it up on their website. But that's how they uh, that's how the Russians roll. So. Right. Oh, shocking, shocking revelation. Uh, okay. I saw a story in the paper, speaking of real news, this was in the paper on Sunday in the New York Times that I thought, okay, this is as low as you can go when it comes to team building exercises for a company. Um <laughs> Here's the question. Even the way you, you say that. a lot of team building. <laughs> I mean, you know I have a beef with some team building exercises. Yeah. You know, the sort of ropes course kind oh, of thing. You know, where I just feel like many times it's just inappropriate to force people to do all of that together. Well, here's the subheadline in this story before I read you the actual headline. Here's the question they pose. Would almost drowning with your colleagues help you become a better team player? No. And what? <laughs> what? And the headline, like, I'm going to give you some details on this. The headline is mock plane crashes for better morale. Okay. This is insanity. So here's the deal. You know, all around Groton and New London, we know because we grew up not far from there. Um there's a lot of training. Obviously, the uh, you know the Coast Guard is there. We have nuclear subs there. There's a lot of uh, building of uh, helicopters and things that go- that goes on. And so apparently, there is this outfit there called Survival Systems USA. And what they do is they teach aquatic survival. Now, normally, they would teach that to members of the Coast Guard or people, (laughs) employees of Sikorsky Aircraft, or they taught the NYPD, the DEA, the Army. So this is like your plane crashes, your helicopter crashes, your boat is sinking, whatever, surviving in the water. Well, they've decided that, well, maybe private industry also has a need for this. You know, instead of just bringing in squads of New York City police officers, how about, you know, the HR department? How about uh, how about the sales organization? Wouldn't they also benefit from trying some of these tests of teamwork to see if we can all get out alive? So, wow. Are you oh, first of all, you're going to have to get in your bathing suit with your co- with your coworkers. <laughs> so I'm out right now, right there. Okay. <laughs> oh my God! So you got to read the story. We'll post it in the show notes, but. Um, the, they have a thing called the Modular Egress Training Simulator, which is a plastic and metal craft that can be arranged to resemble the cockpit of any helicopter or small plane on the market. And then they can drop this whole thing into the pool. So you're all there. You're all there in the, your aircraft, and then the whole thing goes into the pool. Um, so they start. They start slow. The they they do a sample class here in the story. Um, First, it's just you're on a 14-foot platform, um, and you inflate your life vests, and you jump in, and you have to figure out a way to stay warm while you're floating. And you learn that the best way to stay warm is to assume what they call a carpet formation, which is your arms are all linked and your legs are under the arms of the two people across from you. So I think nobody's going to die doing that. It still would be an embarrassing thing to do with some of your colleagues. Touching them, Uh, yes. Touching. Yes. Touching. I don't think you touching. touch your colleague. No. Yeah. 
Um, then the, uh, the second test is boarding an inflated life raft, which I would say right there. I like, I even tried to get back in my tube this summer when I was tubing down the Deschutes river with Monica. I couldn't even do that all by myself. You have to get into the life raft, but just to make it more realistic, they have wind and water being blasted at you. So they, they simulate a giant storm. And uh, and you have to do that. So, oh, my God. Oh, and by the way, this whole time, to make it more dramatic, they're playing very loud music while they do this to to motivate you. So oh, wow. the uh, for the, the first exercise, you're blasted in your ear. This alone might kill me. Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. <laughs> <laughs> my Heart Will Go On. From Titanic, right, but- ironically. Yeah. Yes. So here's uh, so then here's the the total breaking point is finally each person was strapped into the simulator, submerged and then flipped. So you're strapped in a simulator in the water upside down. Oh, gosh. This is so this is now like if I'm going to interview for a job, this is going to be my number one question. It's do you uh, do these team building exercises? Because I wouldn't want to work at any company where I would be forced. to. You would have to do this. Oh, my God. Why did anyone decide this was a good idea? I mean, if you if you want to be a Navy SEAL, I'm fine. But um, (laughs) so they said in this particular group, there were like three of them that did not make it to the third exercise, which, again, adds a humiliating factor to what's supposed to be team building. So I'm not for that. But this is interesting for the business world. Um, The guy who is uh, studying this said there are specific types of groups that like these high risk activities. And those groups include lawyers and people in sales, public relations or marketing. Which and as a lifetime PR and marketeer, I say no, that is wrong. <laughs> Lawyers, I see. Can put a bunch of litigators, put a dress, strap them in, drown them. Go be my guest. But you know, the nice people in PR and marketing, we just want to have fun. The people that don't do this well, and I would say you might want to imagine our sister Monica in this group because they say it's the people in social work nursing, finance, or engineering, because they're just not keen to face their fear of drowning. Well, (laughs) (laughs) who is? So social work and nursing, I see. I'm totally happy to throw the finance department in there, but whatever. Anyway, so I think you're right, Julie. I think there should be some kind of alert, um, maybe some kind of LinkedIn icon (laughs) next to any company that uses mock plane crashes uh, for better morale, because this is this is just not a good development. Just not well, good. I just go back. I will not name the name of the company, but I did. I was working on a meeting planning at one point. I it, it was like a freelance gig, and I had to to videotape something for them. And they were team building by having their people walk over hot coals. Oh, oh God! And that oh. was twenty five oh. years ago. And guess what? People went to the it, emergency room because they burned <laughs> their feet. That's so, I mean, what is up with people? And of course the nurses at the emergency room were like, wait, what? Your company made you walk (laughs) over hot coals? And this is along the hot coals line. Like people have a lot of fears about water. 
with good reason. Can't we just go back to like sitting in a nice conference room and doing trust the fall. desert survival trust, game trust or something? <laughs> and trust, trust falls. Even trust falls. I don't. Again, there's touching involved in trust, trust falls. Crazy. Okay, moving on. Uh, now I have a recommendation for if you would like to find some inspiration, but also be totally plugged into uh, one of the hottest trends in diplomacy lately, which is clearly uh, Mongolian horses. Um, <laughs> if you haven't listened to the Madam Secretary recap that Julian Leon did yesterday, I recommend it and watch the actual episode because uh, it stars an adorable Mongolian horse named Mandy. Uh, the reason I bring this up is because over the holiday, I went to see a beautiful documentary which features Mongolian horses. And it is this movie that's getting much written about now called The Eagle Huntress. Have you guys heard about that? I have. I, I wanted to see it. I was so sick over Christmas. I didn't get to any movies, but it was on our list to go see my son and I. It was good. I, it was really good. It's really interesting. It's a story of a 13-year-old girl. Her name is Aishopan, and she wants to learn how to do uh, eagle hunting. This is a tradition of the Mongolian people. Her people are Kazakhs. Um, but Mongolian eagle hunting, I, I happen to know a little bit about this already because I think we did a documentary about it at the National Geographic Channel. Oh. So, you know, I, I know the golden eagles can fly 190 miles an hour and catch your prey for you. Some of this I already knew. But so um, this 13-year-old girl is the the first girl in eight generations of her family. Oh, 12 generations. I'm sorry. 12 generations of her family to want to learn how to hunt with eagles and her father agrees to teach her how to do it. And it's the story of the training and then she competes and the sort of social pressure from all the elders in the tribe that, you know, girls should not be doing this, but the actual process, she has to go like, first she has to catch an eagle. I mean, that's like, that's your first step. If you're going to learn how to eagle hunt, you have to go get your own eagle. So even, even the scenes of her like sneaking up on a nest of eaglets and bagging one is like, whoa, that was, but then, uh, then she's training with the eagle, but then the ultimate test is going out with your eagle into the mountains and which of course you do on guess what? A Mongolian horse. Oh, so, uh, I see. Yes. Was when it a see- sort of a chestnut colored? Was it nice? You know, sort of yes. like a cappuccino color. Cappuccino color, I think, is what they called it in Madam Secretary, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. Well, there were lots of different horses, you know, throughout the movie. Many, many Mongolian horses because your ability to ride is pretty key because the eagle is flying pretty fast and you have to kind of be able to keep up with your eagle. So your your riding skills are just as important as your eagle commands um anyway this girl like could not be more adorable uh the movie is very fun uh much of it is subtitled because they're speaking uh kazakh uh but the there were little girls in front of me in the theater who seemed to be really enjoying it even though they probably weren't reading all of the subtitles i went to the website for the eagle huntress and they have like an educator study plan for grade six through 12. Oh, I think I hear some eagles in the background. <laughs> my eagle huntress. Is that your Mongolian horse, Leah? It is. It is. She's, that's Steffi. And 
She's figured out that she lives here now, so she just started to bark her head off. You know, first couple of weeks of after the adoption, she was very quiet, and now she's protecting me. She's my secret service. And That's I know who you know. That it's the same mortal enemy. It's totally different characters. He has a new dog, and we have a new dog. Same interaction. Oh, see, this is that is funny. Same interaction. Okay, well, carry on. So, oh, anyway, so back, back to the Eagle Huntress. I, I recommend it for adults, but also on the website, they recommend it for kids grade 6 through 12. And I would say, yeah, it would be great to, particularly girls, would love this. The animals are great. The cinematography is beautiful. The story is very dramatic. And for you Star Wars fans, it is executive produced and narrated by Daisy Ridley. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Yes, totally ties into the culture. And there are a lot of nature photographers involved. And I just thought it was really, really beautiful. It just looks very cold there. I would say this about Mongolia. (laughs) And there, and when your horse is going really fast through the snow on these mountains, they just look super cold. So if I was that Mongolian horse in the episode of Madam Secretary this weekend, I I would prefer to go to Cuba than go back to Mongolia. <laughs> I think they're right. I think Blake was right. The vibe is going to be way better in uh, Cuba, but but I recommend it. It's called the Eagle Huntress, and um, it's really a very unique. You're never going to see another story like this. So I enjoyed it a lot. Excellent recommendation, Liz. I had I saw the previews. Now I really want to go see that. Yeah. So, hey, sisters, I just want to finish off with some food trends for 2017 that I think you both can incorporate into your lifestyle. And these food trends are coming from our second cousin, Hannah Kirshner, who is editor, creator of SweetsAndBitters.com. Now, you know, Hannah lives in Brooklyn, New York, and she is the kind of girl that raises chickens in Brooklyn, New York. And and she also, I think, like makes her own bowls and she uh, has made uh, multiple trips to Japan. Uh, so she's interested in all things that are food and and living, uh, you know, a real life land. So here are six trends that I, I just I think we can do. Number one, or this is in reverse order, but. You have to have more sourdough in your life this year. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. okay. You know, because sourdough is good for you. Now, of course, Hannah is making her own sourdough bread, her own sourdough uh, waffles and pancakes. Mm-hmm. I don't think we uh, we're that's not really our strength, but I think you can eat more sourdough bread, and it yeah. will do that. Okay. Number two, she said you have to drink more tea. This is 2017. I know is the year of the rooster, but it's also the year of tea. I think both of you would benefit from drinking decaffeinated tea. That's what I think. I think that's true. Okay. Oh, does it have to be decaffeinated? Yes, Liz. Yes. Now, you could also try matcha. She's, she's big on matcha, so that might right. be something else. But let's bring, let's bring more tea into our life, okay? Uh, I love this. That. I love this. She said, cabbage is the new kale. Hallelujah. Okay. I read this at her website and don't you know, last night I made sauerkraut, sauerkraut to go with my uh, pork medallions and they, it was delicious. So let's add, let's. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, 
just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer. And it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, Liz. A youthful glow is going to (laughs) happen. And it's infused with Osea's signature Undaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned, too, is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what uh what what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just gonna buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. Butcher Box gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's a hundred percent grass fed beef, free range organic chicken pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Yes. Just that phrase, pork medallions, is it's like 1956. Yeah. No, that's great. No. 
Well, that was kind of not nice. You should you should try it. I think your husband would enjoy a dinner of sauerkraut and pork. No, and I like pork and sauerkraut. It just it's that's just funny. Yes, good. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Next thing, how about some really nice non-alcoholic cocktails? And she has one where she does a gin-free juniper berry and tonic. Doesn't that sound kind of good? Juniper berry, because that's where, you know, what gin is made from. But just juniper berry and tonic. I think that, I'm sure they make that in uh, California, Liz. You could, I'm sure. Yes. You can find one. Okay, Okay. two, here's another another one for you. Um, Just more Caribbean flavors in our life. The vibe is good there. We should have more Caribbean flavors. Uh, Add that to, add that to your uh, regular rotation, Leanne. Okay. Okay. And then finally, because she has spent a lot of time in Japan and she is very interested in it, and I don't have any specific recommendations, but who knows? She said you should try some more Japanese uh, sweets and spirits, you know, that this is, uh, that there is a variety of different spirit, Japanese spirits, that if you sip in, you know, small, small amounts would be very delicious. (laughs) Oh, small amounts? Small amounts, Liz. Okay. (laughs) Because remember, I, I can't put them in my mocktail. <laughs> okay. Well, you could, but I think there are several things on there that could yeah. that could just, uh, spice up 2017. And uh, this is from Sweets and Bitters uh, by Hannah Kirshner. It's a very cute yeah. little website. Yep. Hannah, I think, is so great. She's always taken a, just a very artisanal approach to. Yes. Like how she lives and what she eats and how she runs her home and, you know, and she's really good for her word. There are a lot of like hipsters who can talk artisanal, but they're not really growing their own juniper berries or don't have the chickens <laughs> in a coop on the roof of their right. building. I mean, she stuff. was recommending that she was going to make her own wooden bowls and stuff, but I left that off the list because I thought that, <laughs> that, that you two weren't going to do that. So well, there no, was really we're going to have you make them for us because that's your thing. <laughs> Do more for others. Oh, yeah. See if you can do make more for others. Some wooden okay. Bowls. Yeah. Yes. That's what you want? Wooden bowls? Okay. You're getting them. <laughs> Hannah Kirshner, keeping it real. I love it, Julie. Those are good suggestions. That's great. Um, oh, I wanted to mention one other thing that's going on on our Facebook group. Um, and this, we really want to say big thank you to Nicole White. Nicole is uh, one of those digitally handy people who decided just in her spare time, she wanted to create a map of where all the satellite sisters in the satellite sisterhood are. So this is some sort of Google thing that one can do. uh, And Nicole did it. So she's creating a map. You'll see, I pinned the post on the Facebook, the satellite sisters, Facebook group. So it's the top post for a while. And all you need to do is go in there and in the comments section, Leave Nicole your zip code or your country if you're not in the United States, and she will add you as a pin to the map. Your name, not, your name will not be attached to it. It's completely anonymous. But she just was curious to see where are all the Satellite Sisters, and it is really fun to look at. It so is there, fun. I'm looking at it right now, yeah, to see where the concentrations are and, yeah, or, yeah. Or, there's some lone, lone listeners out there in Goochland. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever that is. Wherever that is. So there are 
I, there are like 392 pins on it now. We know we have many thousands of listeners. So it would be really fun if those of you who are listening but don't normally go to the Facebook group, go and just do this because that would be – it would be great to have a total map. And then, Nicole, if you could figure out how we can keep this map, uh, like, eh, so <laughs> let us know. I also noticed that outside the U.S., we have people in Europe, Asia, and Australia, but we don't have anyone who's pinned themselves yet in South America or Africa. Africa. So special shout out. Again, we know from our download uh, information that we have listeners in all those uh, places. So it would be really fun if, you know, in another month or two, we had thousands of people on there. So you'd know where the where all the satellite sisters are. That would we're very grateful, Nicole. Thank you. It is a lot of fun to look at. Oh, yeah. Look, we have uh, we do. We have one in Puerto Rico, uh, Ireland, a couple in the U.K., Spain, Hong Kong, Beijing. Oh, yeah. Adelaide, Australia. Fantastic. Oh, this is really fun. Yes. But as far as last I looked, Leah, no one in Wyoming, no one in Montana. Come on. We know you're listening. We know you're listening. Come on. Wyoming, Montana, represent. (laughs) Oh, North Dakota, we're covered. South Dakota, we got that. Yeah, almost every state, but yeah, but Montana and Wyoming. And let's okay. not forget to mention the book club, too, because oh, right. it's uh, tomorrow. Uh, uh, the, there is the uh, Satellite Sisters Facebook group book club. I think there's a real name for it. Carrie organizes that. And the pick is Helen of Pasadena, my book. So apparently I'm just supposed to check in and answer your questions. And it's a whole Facebook group online discussion. As far as I can tell, that's how it works. So I'm going to be doing my best to check in. And if you have specific questions about the book, I am more than happy to answer them. There is a possibility I have maybe called into jury duty. So if I'm not able to uh, check in in the middle of the day, it's because I'm in jury duty and I'll answer questions at night when I get home. But thanks, Carrie, and thanks to everyone who who read Helen of Pasadena. I really, really appreciate it. So I can't wait to see what people think and ask. That'll yeah. be great. Yeah. It's such a fun book and also very seasonal because <laughs> it's all about the, it starts with the Rose Parade um, mishap. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. It's a cautionary tale. I like to say <laughs> cautionary tale. <laughs> uh, so what are you guys doing right. this week? Anything? Got anything going on? I'm just on? doing stuff for others. Okay. That's what I'm doing, Liz. I, Liam, <laughs> I'm just completely booked. I'm keeping I, it real. Okay, I'm going to train yeah. my dog. I think I'm going to lock my dog up next time in the laundry room. <laughs> Sorry about the barking. She's, that's okay. That. It's nice to hear a dog. Yeah. Uh, I think that's great. Yeah, I'm, I have a friends in from out of town, actually, that I'm going to see tonight. They they are Australian. They've been here for their Christmas holidays, and they're flying home tonight. But I'm going to see them for dinner before they go. Um, yeah, so that will be very fun. Oh. And then... Then I don't know. Then you're gonna drink some tea and have some sourdough bread. That's what you're gonna do. (laughs) And a pork medallion. Serve that up. (laughs) Yeah, that's. I got the I got the blank sheet of paper for my whole life. So there are three good things I can do. All right, we're the Satellite Sisters. Have a great week, Liz and Julie. And don't don't forget, call your Satellite Sister.